0: You're listening to 22, Episode 4. I'm your host, Mari, and this podcast is designed to inspire, to uplift, to expand minds, and add a little more intention to your day. Hello, hello, everyone, and welcome to Episode 4 of 22, a.k.a. The Crystal Episode. I'm so excited to finally be able to record this episode, I know that it's been taking me a little longer than I would have liked, I know that, but it's been such a crazy, hectic week for me, so now that I finally have the chance to sit down and get my thoughts out and share with you guys everything that I know about crystals, I'm so freaking pumped, man, because... I've been incorporating crystals into my life for over a year or a year and a half now, and it's just something that I love. And so having the chance to sit down and demystify something that has so much woo-woo behind them, I'm just so excited for. Because so many people forget that there is a ton, I mean like a ton of scientific evidence that goes behind crystals. So with that being said, let's just go ahead and dive right into it. Also, I want to preface this episode by saying that I am not a scientist, so I am going to be talking about science a lot because there is a lot of scientific evidence behind crystals, so if something isn't totally right, don't come for me because, um, like I said, I'm not, an, I'm not an expert, I'm not a scientist, I know the things that I have learned through reading books, podcasts. Um, watching youtube videos all that stuff so all these things are things that i know through those mediums it's not because i'm like this certified expert so just a little preface to this episode (laughs) all right now let's actually dive into it all right y'all i have some news so science is finally catching up to the mystical and non-physical and what do i mean by that well i mean that all truth is passed through three stages it's first ridiculed It's second, violently opposed. And third, it's accepted as self-evident. So think of um, when they first discovered that the Earth isn't round or that the Earth isn't the center of the universe. It was ridiculed, and then it was violently opposed, and now it's accepted as self-evident, unless you're one of those flat earthers out there, which if you are... um, yeah, I have nothing to say to you. (laughs) Um, So the reason I'm bringing this up is because crystals, in my opinion, are in that same kind of category. It's being passed through these three stages. First, it was ridiculed and probably still is by many, but right now it definitely is being violently opposed because a lot of people can't fathom the idea that these little rocks have any sort of power or any sort of significance or anything like that right which is why I'm here <laughs> but like I said not an expert just saying what I know so I want to start by saying that humans and crystals obviously are very extremely different I mean we're human and crystals are rocks right but the one thing that is similar exists in the core of us and the core of a crystal And that is that our body has an average vibrational frequency. And so do crystals. However, the difference is that our bodies are made up of so many different kinds of vibrational frequencies. What I mean is our body itself, like our body, has its own frequency. But so does each organ in our body. And so does each chromosome in our body. How wild is that, right? And this is actually something that many scientists or they're considered pseudoscientists at this point, but a lot of those scientists say and believe and myself included that everything has a vibrational frequency of its, of its own. So my, my notebook right now is sitting on top of my table and so is my phone, which I'm recording from. And so all of these things have its own vibrational frequency because if they didn't, if they were all vibrating at the same frequency, they would all mesh together. So what you're actually touching when you touch a coffee cup or the table, you're not actually touching those surfaces. What you're touching is the, and this is where it gets a little tricky for me, you're touching what is being bounced back to you. So you're not actually touching the table because if you were, that would just mean that your hand and the table is, are vibrating at the same frequency and it would just go straight through it. Does that make sense? It makes sense to me, so I hope it makes sense to you too. So the importance of this is to note that everything has a vibrational frequency. You have a vibrational frequency. And this is important because any type of energy that comes into our energy field, which is what makes us up, any type of energy that comes into our energy field will set off a vibration. Either a good vibration or a bad vi- vibration and humans are vibrationally unsteady and they're easily energetically influenced from all things you hear it all the time right emotions is energy in motion and our unstable vibrational frequencies makes it so that anything can leave a mark on us so let me pause real quick and just kind of break down these words that I'm using a lot so vibrational frequency so think about um, middle middle school and high school science class. Remember when we would study um, sound waves or um, vibration, or not vibrations, I don't know if we study that, but sound waves, definitely sound waves. So it's the up and down wave that we saw in class. And what I have been saying is that each organ has a different frequency. And so that wave that we would see in class, think about your heart and your kidney. Your heart may be moving faster. The waves may be um, shorter and a lot closer together versus the liver, which might be, the waves might be a little longer and further apart. So that is what I'm talking about, the vibrational frequency. Those things, those frequencies, those different um, distances and waves, I forgot what they're called, Um, that is what makes each organ inside of us different. and It's what makes each chromosome different. And when I'm talking about an energy field, I'm talking about the energy field that exists around you. So the frequency that you are vibrating at is what other people pick up on, right? So for example, um, someone who is super pumped up, super high, in a really great mood, their energy field will be vibrating off of them and to you. And their energy will then affect you. And potentially, very likely, also make you very, very energetic and very happy and and puts you in a very, very good mood. So that's what I'm talking about an energy field. The energy field is directly impacted by your vibrations. So if you're in a shitty mood, your energy field will be shitty. If you're in a great mood, your energy field will then be vibrating great energy. And the best example that I can give to explain an energy field is asking you guys to think about your hand being submerged in lake water. And then you start moving your hand back and forth. You start waving your hand back and forth. What do you see when you start doing that? You see the ripples being caused by the motion of your hand, right? And so scientists say that these ripples last forever. And that relates back to an energy field and frequency and vibrations because I want you to think about the things that you do, the things that you say, and the things that you think. All those things have a ripple effect. And let me relate it back to this. Say you're in a very shitty mood. And you're at work or you know you're out somewhere or wherever and someone talks to you or says something to you and you give them back that negative energy because of the shitty mood that you're in and whether that person may be an empath or just highly sensitive to that kind of energy or just is affected by what you fucking said to them they're going to take that and then transfer it to someone else because your negative energy is impacted them, put them in a negative state, and then they transfer that negative energy to the next person. And then so on and so forth. Unless that person is very, very strong and they aren't Im- impacted by people's negative energies and props to them, but the majority of people are. And that's totally normal because like I said, humans' vibrational frequencies are very unsteady and can be impacted by the slightest of things. So it, it takes a lot of work. You know, I'm not perfect. i definitely get impacted by people's negative energies. I'm definitely one that's what happened to. <laughs> I'm totally admitting that. So now think about someone who is in a super, super great mood. Like they're totally happy. They're, they're just pumped up. They're hype. They're, they're smiling. They're just emitting and radiating this awesome energy. Right. And then they come and talk to you and they transfer that energy to you. And you're like, Whoa, I'm in a really great mood now. And then you go and you talk to the next person at work or um, a friend or you call your boyfriend up or you call your mom up and you're in this awesome mood and that energy is not transferred to that person and then that person transfers that energy to someone else and so on and so forth right so that is the ripple effect these waves will always last forever and it's very similar to the butterfly effect anything that happens anywhere will be reverberating everywhere else so I want you to think about the things that you do and the things that you say and the things that you th- the things that you think. All of these things have an effect. You may not actually see it happen right in front of you, but you are literally causing that to happen. And I know you guys always hear, where thoughts go, energy flows, or what you resist persists. Right? And that just goes to show that our conscious thoughts really directly influence everything around us. And talking about this now, I wanna go into the Heisenberg Uncertainty Principle. If you haven't heard of the Heisenberg Uncertainty Principle, I highly suggest for you to Google it or um, YouTube it because it's, I mean, it's wildly fascinating. But the point of it that I'm trying to make by talking about it right now is that the Heisenberg Uncertainty Principle is based on an experiment of observing subatomic particles. And let me break down what a subatomic particle is for those who aren't very familiar with it. So a subatomic particle is, are, are the elements that make up the atom. And then when you break apart the atom, that's when it becomes quantum. And I will be talking about quantum. And that's when, we, and that's when quantum mechanics become involved. But let's dial back and go back to the Heisenberg Uncertainty Principle real quick. So the Heisenberg Uncertainty Principle were these scientists basically watching... Um, these subatomic particles bounce back and forth, right? And they wanted to observe the behavior and the pattern and the movements of these particles. But what they found is is wild, y'all. It's wild. They found that if they're watching them or thinking about them, that they behave differently. I know that sounds wild, but I am not making this shit up. Look it up. It is literally a legit scientific, scientific experiment. They found that watching these particles, they will behave differently, even by thinking about them. So what did they do? Well, they started filming it because if they're not actually in the room, well, then how will these particles actually know that they're being watched? Well, I'll tell you how. The energy shifted and they could sense somehow, I don't know how, that they were no longer being watched or thought about by these scientists in the same room, but that camera was going to film them. And that camera would be played back. And so they had to behave in a way that the scientists would basically expect them to behave versus how they normally behave. And I think... I think that was proving like some sort of like time travel thing. I'm not entirely sure. I heard that in the podcast, so I might be totally wrong about that. But I think it has, it had something to do with like time travel that even with like them being filmed, they, these particles knew that they would be watched later on. So they had to behave a certain way that the scientists basically would think that they would behave. And the reason I'm even bringing this up is because that these particles, this experiment literally is proving. That conscious thoughts directly influences actions. There's a ripple effect. And that a thought, a single thought, has the power to change something. And mind you, I'm talking about subatomic particles. Not even the freaking atom. I'm talking about the shit that makes up the fucking atom. Right? So if these things are impacted by a thought, what do you think that you're impacted by? You're a human. You're a complex being. If these particles are impacted by a thought, what do you think you're impacted by? Like, think about that for a second. And so, y'all, by observing and creating our reality, we'll be able to vibe up our life. You will find harmony. And the best way to find harmony is through emotional alignment. And by doing emotional alignment activities, you will reach your optimal vibrational level for your body. All right, I want you guys to think real quick about the equation that we all know. And I'm pretty sure you guys can figure out which equation I'm talking about here. That's right, it's E equals MC squared. E stands for energy and M is you know mass and C squared is basically like the speed of light or something, but really it just means matter. So this equation is saying that energy equals matter. What are we? We are matter. We are made up of mass, which is matter, right? And so we're crystals. And crystals have vibrations like everything else but they're very different they're different because they come in different forms and different forms of matter vibrate at different frequencies due to the molecular arrangements of them and so each crystal is made up of different things so its vibrations depend on that from its size its color its thickness all those things will impact the vibration of each crystal. Don't get like way too caught up in that because I do want to focus on probably one of the most important qualities of a crystal and that is its color. And so its color is important because what you see is the light being reflected back to you, which if you're familiar with the electromagnetic spectrum, then you know that these light frequencies are powerful because each color has its own cycle per second And so if you think back to um, high school science class, you will remember those waves that we would see for each color. So if you could see the actual waves of these colors, you would see that red has a slower and longer wave, meaning that wave is coming less frequently. And then the, the violet color has a shorter wave, meaning it comes more frequently. So if you think about the color spectrum and the colors moving from red to orange to yellow, I think, and so on, each wave is becoming faster and faster and faster. And that's really important when it comes down to crystals. And I, I first want to make a really quick point about the chakra system. And if you think about the, the typical picture you see of the chakras um, on a human body, you will know and notice that they have different colors on them. And that is the slowing of energy throughout the body. And that's just a quick note I wanted to make. Um, you, can, you guys can look that up. There are so many things on Google, on Instagram, on YouTube, explaining how um, the color frequencies impact the chakras. And then also I'll be talking about crystals and chakras. There's just so many things. It's crazy. Ah, but let me get back to On Topic. So the moment you've been waiting for, I know you guys been probably thinking, why is she talking about all the scientific bullshit? Why isn't she talking about crystals? Well, one, it's not bullshit. It is scientific evidence. And two, because these things are all very important to know and be aware of before I actually start talking about my little rocks. <laughs> okay. So everything in life tends towards disorganization if you don't put in the work to keep it organized. However, crystals are geometrically perfect their molecules are fixed in a regular geometric pattern, making them perfect. And their geometric perfection means they have a low state of disorganization and that they maintain stability. Because of that, crystals have an ability to influence the energy around them. They can stabilize the energy around it like an amplifier. So think about an amplifier for music, for a guitar. That amplifier. Is used to basically ex to um to increase the sound of the guitar so that everyone in the stadium can hear it, and the crystal or a crystal has that same power they have the power to amplify an energy around them and to influence it so I want to give you the example of a negative person versus a very calm person, so think about what you feel. When you're in a room with a very calm person, you feel grounded, you feel stable, you feel good, right? Versus when you're in the room with someone who is very fiery, who is just spewing fire at everyone, who is in a shitty ass mood. You're impacted by their energy as well. And so the stability of crystals tend to increase stability and energy. However, this is the most important thing I will say. Crystals are tools, They're not a replacement for anything else or nothing like that. They are a tool and should be used as such. You can't just go to the store, get a crystal and be like, all right, well, I have a crystal now. I don't have to do shit. Uh, no. (laughs) Like I said, they're tools. You need to couple their powerful energy with powerful intention. Remember, where thought goes, energy flows. This This is going straight back to that blog post I wrote about the law of attraction. You don't just think happy thoughts and happy things happen to you. Nah, you got to put in that powerful fucking work because things just don't happen. You have to put in that work. A crystal is a crystal. It has its own frequency. It has its own vibration. It's this awesome little thing that comes straight from the ground, straight from earth after millions and millions of years of pressure being put onto it. It's not going to just make your whole life like fucking better. Are you crazy? Nah, it's the energy that's being emitted from it. And you have to take that energy. You have to take its powerful energy and have powerful intentions behind it. That's the most important thing I will say. So I want to go ahead and start talking about going into a crystal shop and picking out your crystals. There are many things that people do, um, many things that people say, but I'll tell you this. The number one thing that you should never do is come into a crystal shop with like a notebook full of notes. And have the notes say things like, oh, well, the amethyst is for, you know, uh, being calm. So I need one of those because I need to be more calm in my life. Uh No, <laughs> leave that shit at home. The whole The whole thing about coming into a crystal shop is that you need to feel the energy, right? You need to walk around, look at the crystals, pick them up, feel how they make you feel. Notice it, observe it. And if that crystal is the first thing you're drawn to. For example, if you're first drawn to an amethyst or a rose quartz or a tiger's eye, if you're drawn to that crystal and you keep coming back to it, you keep thinking about it, that's how you know that crystal is the one that you need to get. It's not based on the one you think is prettier or, or anything like that. It's what are you drawn to? What is your body being drawn to? What are you taken towards? That's the one you need, you need to get. Regardless of what quality it is or how pretty it is, there's a reason you're being drawn to it. And maybe that's because you need that type of energy into your life in in your life. Pause. And maybe that's because you need that kind of energy in your life. And maybe you didn't know that. Okay, so now you have a crystal. You went around the whole crystal shop, you felt all the crystals, you picked them all up, and you found the one that you like. You found the one that you were drawn to. And you got it and you're taking it home. Now, what the hell do you do with it? Well, a lot of people will throw words around like um, cleansing your crystal or reprogramming it or this or that. And I've heard multiple things. I've heard that some of, sometimes these things are necessary. I've heard that they're just not necessary at all. But what I, what I believe is that a crystal has been around for millions of years. It's been owned by millions of people. It's been around all different kinds of energy. And I think that it does need to be cleansed. And whatever that means to you a lot of people like put it out in the moonlight a lot of people like i don't know like burn sage and do all sorts of rituals with it but really i keep it pretty simple i go into a place where i can sit down and meditate a very quiet place where i know i won't be disturbed i put on some meditation music i put on some 432 hertz music whatever i'm feeling and i sit with my crystal in my hand and i meditate i hold it with my eyes closed and i meditate and I set my intention into it, whether it's to increase the energy of self-love or, or um, intention or um, being calm. I'll, I'll set my intention in it. And after I feel like I have done that for a good amount of time and I feel good about it and I feel like I'm, I'm done, I will hold it up to my third eye and just take a few deep breaths with it. And that is how I cleanse my crystals. It's nothing crazy. It's nothing, it's nothing like, you know, that's a ritual. It's just pretty basic um, and pretty simple. And so now that you went to the shop, you picked out your crystal, you meditated with your crystal, or you did your own sort of ritual to cleanse your crystal, or you didn't do anything. That's fine. Now what do you do with them? Well, what I do with them is I tend to meditate with them, especially when it's a day where I'm just like all out of whack. Or I just feel my anxiety coming up. I will meditate with them. And I will hold them one in each hand depending on the qualities of the crystals. So when my anxiety is acting up, I will get my amethyst and hold it. And meditate with it. And feel its energy. And have the intention in my mind that, okay, calm. I want to be calm. And I will repeat mantras and affirmations to myself while meditating well, the med- oh my gosh, while well, medita- well, the meditation is going on. I think it's um, the coffee that's making me very like fast-paced when I'm talking, so just excuse that. Um, or for example, when you're doing yoga and you're in your final shavasana and you have a block in one of your chakras, which um, I could really go into chakras, but... I know Google and YouTube would probably explain it so much better than I would but so a few weeks ago my throat chakra was was blocked and um I took my blue celestite crystal and I set it on my throat during a meditation where I was lying down and also during my final shavasana and yoga and during that final shavasana and during my meditation I would repeat to myself mantras about what I wanted I wanted to clear my chakra. I wanted to be more um, well-spoken. I wanted to be able to communicate my thoughts better because I feel like that's something that I have struggled with for a long time. I'm a better writer than I am a speaker. Um, So when I started this podcast, I was kind of intimidated by that alone because I know for the past 22 years of my life, I haven't really been a great speaker. And so I took my crystal and I meditated with it and I I repeated these mantras and and I still do it from time to time and I definitely have noticed a difference. I have noticed that I'm able to more eloquently <laughs> um, communicate my thoughts into words. And so that's something that I did and there are so many different things that you can do with crystals. And like I said before, the colors of the crystals are so important and I could go in and start talking about how um a color of a crystal will impact each chakra but I know that YouTube and that Google could probably do it a lot better than I could and there are so many books at Barnes and Nobles that explain um how the chakras and how crystals are um connected so there are just so many things that could be said but I will let Google and YouTube say those things um but what I will say is when getting crystals don't overthink it don't think that you need to get some type of certain rock so that you can then acquire that quality that it's supposed to give you don't overthink it you're not going to go get a clear quartz and then suddenly you know possess the qualities that it possesses don't overthink it it's not going to happen like that these crystals aren't supposed to be magic like i said earlier they give off their own energy. What are you going to do with that energy? Are you just going to let it sit there or are you going to couple it, like I said earlier, with powerful intention and action? It's not so much as buying a crystal and then just sitting it down and waiting for something to happen. Nothing in life works that way. Not with the law of attraction and most certainly not with crystals. It depends on you. If you are easily impacted by an energy, which all humans are, because like I said, humans have a very unstable frequency, then these crystals and their energy will impact you if you allow them to, if you set that powerful intention, if you do, um, if you, I mean, if you put forth a lot of action, they aren't going to do anything if you don't. And so like I said, I'm no crystal expert here, guys. I am telling you everything that I know from what I've acquired through reading crystal books what i've learned through listening to podcasts and youtube videos but what i will say is i do hope that this episode though a sound bite that it is i hope that you were able to really maybe learn something that you didn't know before about crystals maybe you now feel inspired to go to a crystal shop and see what you're drawn to and if that's the case then leave me um a comment in the reviews or on instagram or dm me or anything like that and tell me if you now feel inspired to go get a crystal or if you learned something new and tell me what you did learn i'm so excited to to hear back from you guys and um start that conversation up because i can talk about crystals for literally forever um <laughs> but yeah so like i said i hope you were able to really learn something from this and i hope that you did and really quick before i sign off I do want to say that if you have enjoyed this episode or if you have enjoyed previous episodes, leave me a review if you have the time. That'd be so awesome because I would love to hear y'all's feedback. I want to hear what you guys like and what you want to hear me talk about more. And also, every review really does help every podcast on Apple Podcasts because it has an algorithm of its own. I've talked about it so many times on Instagram or not so many times, maybe like once, (laughs) but it does have its own algorithm and a review really does help a podcaster because it tells Apple, Hey, this podcast is something people like, um, so recommend it more to people. And, um, it would just be very helpful for me to spread the message that I'm trying to spread that I desire to spread. And also I want to give you guys the best quality content. That I can possibly give did that make sense the best quality con the best content I could possibly give you guys so if you guys let me know what you like and what you want to hear more of that would really help me give you guys the best content because that's why that's why I'm here I want to give you the best content there is so if you have the time if you have a minute of your time go ahead and leave me a review um I would just very much so appreciate it and even screenshot this podcast episode and share it, share it with a friend or share it on Instagram and let me know what you guys liked the most about it. All right, y'all shameless promo right there at the end. <laughs> um, thank you so much for listening. I really appreciate it. And as I said before, I hope you now feel inspired to go get yourself your own little crystal. Much love.